In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fay. What's going on, man? How are you? I mean, meat. A stick of it. It's delicious. Meat log, meat log, what a treat. <laughs> anyway, I've never um, this little song you're singing. <laughs> Uh, just a reminder, Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so make sure you check out the other shows on the network, such as Tatnus Podcast Uncensored, Chicken Hen with SM and J, In the Dicebox Lamb, Basement Bullshit, and the newest edition, Carpool Shenanigans. If you are new to this show, uh, Visit from the FBI is a very simple pre- premise. We take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, so we make up our answers on the spot, and and hopefully it's good. Um, well, before we get into it, though, Better I would like, like a COVID wrestling program. Yes. Uh, but before we get into it, I'd like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe so that we can continue to put out great content and uh, get into more ear holes. So, um, I think I'll start. I think I had one of you guys start last time. Uh, we Justin here this time, so um, I'll just go ahead and start. And um, I know you've been at work today, so you probably weren't able to watch AEW Dark. Uh-huh. And and I know you don't really watch AEW, uh, not AEW, but being the elite on yeah. Mondays, right? Um, so on being the elite, they hinted at it on Road Two uh, Monday. They hinted about it a bit, and then on AEW Dark, they officially announced it. Uh, and this is in a way, it's kind of a revisit of a booking scenario I gave you months ago. And I'm talking back like September in in the early run of this show. Um, Before The Fiend had been ruined? Before The Fiend had been ruined. BFR. Um, Anyways. uh, But but now it's official. And so uh, at the time it was just um, uh, a thought process. But now it is official. AEW has officially announced a second title for their show. It is officially called the AEW Dynamite TNT title. Um, we haven't seen what the belt looks like or anything like that. Um, I guess I'm assuming it's a belt. Um, but uh, It will only be defended on Dynamite. Um, no, but we only defended on AEW TNT shows. They have said they've committed to making a second TNT show, um, which the rumors have will just be AEW Dark extended to TV. Um, we'll see if that ends up being the case. But uh, because of that, this is effectively their take on a TV title. Uh, but instead of calling it a TV title, they call it the TNT title. So they're starting it off with an eight-man single elimination tournament to crown the inaugural 
uh, TNT title holder. So that's my challenge to you. Now, the reason it's important that you hadn't watched AEW Dark is on AEW Dark, they actually announced the first four people in the tournament. But I'm not going to tell you those four people because I want to see who you would put in the eight-man tournament for the inaugural TNT belt. Such trickeration, such excitement, such intrigue. I like it. So, yeah. So, I need you to, to pick your eight men. I You know, you don't necessarily need to assign brackets specifically, but... You know, work your way through to come up with the champion. Well, the new AEW mid-card champion. You, you okay. could use it as a mid-card championship. Well, it can't be the primary championship. It's, I mean, it's the second championship they're introducing. Indeed, it is a second championship. But that doesn't mean it has to be a mid-card. No, I'm, I mean, it can, it can be a segue to the championship, mm-hmm. which we've said in the past should be the, the case. So, um, all right, my eight people. All right, I'm going to go with some existing feuds. I think Pac and Omega need to be in it. Okay. Um, MJF, obviously. I'd like to see MJF and Wardlow on opposite sides of the bracket. Just for entertainment purposes. Um, so there's three. Um, I want Orange Cassidy in it. I want I want Darby Allen in it hands down. Cody because he can't go after the world championship or the AEW championship anymore. And lucky number eight. Brody Lee. I think eventually be in the world title picture, but that's who I'm choosing. Excellent, excellent. So who who are you choosing to advance? Like I say, you don't necessarily have to do the entire bracket, although uh, you know, with just eight teams or eight people, you know, it's not hard to say so and so versus so and so this person wins, so and so versus so and so this person wins, so then they face and they go to the finale, you know, sort of thing, right? Yeah. But who do you have winning the whole shebang, and how? Oh, okay, I don't have to do it by round. You don't necessarily have to, no. If you want to, it'd be more fun. Okay, so the final four. Yeah, I think I got this. The final four is going to be um, Kenny Omega, versus Pack, and then Wordlow and MJF 
and Wordlow, it's early enough in the Wordlow part where Wordlow hasn't turned on Pack or doesn't turn on Pack here. He just takes the lay down for him. Or for MJF, sorry, not letting Pack. Um, Kenny gets the win. MJF is the title holder. Okay. Kenny gets the win and, uh, over Pack. Sorry. And then MJF is the title holder. So you're giving MJF the win over Kenny in the end. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. I think Wordlow advances over Cody Rhodes by MJF interfering. Okay. Maybe just getting Cody disqualified. And our first ever AEW disqualification. Technically second, because one of the falls of an Iron Man match was a DQ, but um, it's You're right. a technicality that's, that's being weak. Technicality is technicality. Yeah, that's not, that's not elite right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, interesting, interesting. That's why I wanted to see where okay. you were going to go with this, just because... Uh, because I already know who the first four people, they were announced four of them on Dark, and they're announcing the next four tomorrow, or when most people listen to this tonight, on uh, Dynamite. So I already know at least four of the people, and I, I think I'm spotting a trend, so I think it'll play into it. But uh, the first four people, we have Sean Spears facing off against Cody, and then we have Sammy Guevara facing off against Darby Allen. Okay. And so that's the what they're calling left half of the bracket. So they're announcing the right half at Dynamite. And then uh, when the matches actually start, they haven't 100% announced, but I'm assuming in the next couple weeks. Um, to be perfectly honest, with, with a total of uh, seven matches total, uh, for the the tournament, um, I I want to do the math as to when Double or Nothing is as of right now scheduled to take place, and uh, you could basically count back seven weeks, uh, you know what I mean, and do one match a week sort of a thing. Yeah. Uh, and so that might be starting really, really soon, because let's see, May 23rd is double or nothing. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. So wait, who are the four that seven. are in it right now? Sean Spears versus Cody and Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. So technically, uh, so there tomorrow's are, there dynamite. Are, they are still doing feuds then. And that's that's the the trend that I'm noticing is um, the Sean Spears versus Cody one is a rematch of Cody's first AEW feud, right? And yeah. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara is a rematch of a feud that actually just air quotes ended recently. Yeah. Um, which is why I. If if Kenny Omega is in it, I see it as Kenny Omega versus Pac, because that was a feud that was relatively recently. Uh, MJF, if he's in it, which I do expect him to definitely be in it, um, his only recent feud has been with Cody, specifically. Um, but frankly, that's actually what I'm anticipating it 
in eventually. Yeah. Um, I I anticipate the fi- finals to be Cody versus MJF, and this is the workaround, at least in my thought process, to uh, Cody can't challenge for the world title. But he can challenge for this one. Mm-hmm. Because this didn't exist when he made that, and he specifically said, I will never challenge for the world title. Um, because right. I, the more I'm watching AEW, the more I think that at least for the time being, the game plan is to stick with it, that Cody will not challenge for the world title. That uh, they're trying their hardest to not be all of the things that people uh, accuse WCW of being, which was a place where the people in charge booked themselves into championships. Mm-hmm. And so with this, them saying Cody can't be the world champion uh, allows them to play that that character where... You know, I'm not going to be a champion. I'm not going to be the champion. I'm not going to give myself the belt. Um, and yet still, he is the league's top babyface. You can't not have him in some sort of a title picture. So you create, and that's why I was saying it's very important and very uh, worth noting that they have not pitched it as a mid-card title, right? No, but nobody ever says this is a mid this is no. a secondary title. But, but I mean, even just the people they put in it, you know, Cody is not mid-card one way or another. Darby Allen is not mid-card one way or another. However, Sean Spears and uh, Sammy Guevara are... Sort mid- of. Sort of, you know. I think Sammy Guevara is future top... You know, top tier main eventer. Um, he's got the talent. He bumps like a crazy person. Um, but uh, but I think they feel like he's he's just young enough that he needs to refine a bit, get a little bit better on the mic, get a little bit bigger maybe um, before he he makes that jump up. But I really do see them. Pitching this as not uh, not a mid card, but a just barely step underneath the top championship. What what the what the European title was mm-hmm. at first? Yep. Not later on. What it was at first? A stepping stone title. You win this title, and then you can go off to win the other title. You know. Um, is this a? Um, have they said? Is this a? A can this title be held dual? Uh, they have not given any real specifics, so so I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Um, I guess I do have an answer. They have not said so. Uh, uh, so I don't anticipate that they will have someone hold the world title and the um. Uh, TNT title at the same time I think in in reality probably the biggest reason for this is to allow them to have a title that is on every week um, and then they can give the world title holder a little bit of a break a little bit lighter of a schedule Uh, a little bit of prestige yep 
A little bit of Brock Lesnar. I mean, wait. So. So anyways, so that's that's my thought. Um, I just, I can't help but think that this is going to be the payoff, the real payoff to MJF versus Cody. Um, that this is going to be how Cody gets his revenge against MJF. But that's my thought process. That so makes that sense. Yeah, well, I mean, there's not a lot more you can say about that. It's not like I... Well, yeah, I mean, I mean like I say, if, if, you had a, me, if you had me book the entire thing, it's a different story, but... Well, but even booking, I mean, you're still only booking seven matches. And yeah. so, you say, uh, AEW, you, know, you got Cody versus uh, Sean Spears. Well, Cody wins that one. You got Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Okay, let's have uh, Darby lose to Sammy Guevara in... You know, he goes for a high-risk move and misses, his coffin drop misses or whatever, and Sammy is able to squeak out a heel victory, right? Then you've got Cody versus Sammy, and Cody wins that one and goes on to the finals. Then on the other side, you got MJF versus Schmo. I don't know who. I'm just going to choose a name. Um, um, scrolling through. That's tag team. Um, Kip Sabian. MJF versus Kip Sabian, even though they're both heels. Uh, you have MJF win over that. I don't think you can do all heel, all face. Otherwise, it's too predictable of a yep. tournament. Uh, then you can have Orange Cassidy versus Pac in the other one. And Pac gets uh, the win again. Orange Cassidy loses again. Uh, because, you know, frankly, right now, Orange Cassidy can lose and, and people are still going to love him. So, yeah. You have Pac versus MJF. And MJF uses shady heel tactics to win versus shady heel. And then you have Cody versus MJF in the end for Cody to win. So it really doesn't add that much to even have you book the whole thing sort of a thing. Yeah. But that was just... And, you know, like I say, it's really revisiting something that we did way back. I think it was one of the first visit from the FBI's. I challenged you to book a mid-card title for AEW. Uh, it makes sense to have a mid-card title. Uh-huh. I kind of wish they it's would. It's not an insult to even say mid-card title. Like that's, that's kind of a necessity. Yeah. I kind of wish before doing worrying about a mid-card title, which of course too little too late now to say this, but I kind of wish they would introduce a women's tag title to create some parity between the, the sides, you know, uh, men's tag, women's tag, men's champion, women's champion. But they would yeah, have to side have some more women wrestlers <laughs> um, before they could do that. So, and once again, it's a little bit too late. But I do think it's in the future. Uh, I think eventually we will see a women's tag championship in AEW um, because. Well, right now they're a little bit thin on women. They are constantly finding new women. And they have shown skill in taking relatively unknowns and elevating them into faces that we recognize. Like, I didn't know who Shanna was until she showed up on AEW. And now I can recognize her if she's in a picture with someone else on Twitter. You're like, oh, that's Shanna. No, big swole. 
didn't know who she was until she showed up on AEW Dark one night, and now she's legitimately uh, fighting against the face of the the AEW women's division, uh, Britt Baker. So they're really doing good about that. Uh, they just need bodies. I'm going to go ahead and say Britt Baker is no longer the face of the women's division. But that's semantics. Hey. Can can be argued. However, um, I point out that if you uh, go on to almost any of the AEW social medias, Britt Baker is the first woman you see. So they're still treating her as the face. Um, yeah, I figured his match. That was my gift to you from another time. But. But, like, um, I mean, obviously, Brandy Rhodes has kind of stepped back and is more in a managerial role. The same with Allie, you know. But, I mean, they still have B. Priestley. You could have B. Priestley team up with someone like Penelope Ford, or if they brought in, uh, um, and I'm just blanking on her name again. I talked to you about it earlier, and... um, Priscilla Kelly if they brought in Priscilla Kelly I think they would make a dynamite tag team Um, you could put Hikaru Shida with either Riho or Yuka Sakazaki and that would be a a stellar tag team Shanna and Sadie Gibbs would would be a uh, uh, punishing blondes tag team that would be fun to watch Um, so I think they've almost got enough women to do it they just need a few more, but they're they're doing actually really good because, like I say, I mean, I knew who B Priestley was before AEW, but I didn't know who Big Swole was. I did not know Hikaru Shida, and she's now one of my favorite women's wrestlers in the whole world. Uh, you know, Mel, I'd never heard of Sadie Gibbs, I'd never heard of Riho, uh, Yuka Sakazaki, and like I said, Shanna but she's legitimately over with the fans because of what they've done with her. And I'll point out, she officially only has one win in AEW. Shanna? Yeah. Yeah. But but she is 100% over with the crowd, and that's a big thing. So, anyways, we will move on. Matches. No, it's not. Uh, well, you and I talked a long time about Kurt Hawkins' lost streak. And and how in the end uh, they absolutely botched finishing it because that lost streak deserved a payoff win where he beat someone by himself in the ring um, and someone with a name, you know, the the celebration that would have happened after he pins, I don't know, Seth Rollins, just throwing a name out there. Probably a bigger name than they were ever going to have him do, but still. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the deal. Had they done that, they'd have wasted it and done it on Matt Hardy as he was leaving. Mm-hmm. But instead, they gave him his first win when uh, his tag team partner pinned someone. Mm, yeah. Anyways. So, we will move on from my challenge to you to your challenge to me. Well, 
Um, and please, 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 let's not be so dark as last week. Yeah, no challenges so about the dark stuff. That was that was a sad episode. Yes, it was dark. My wife told me I should so, put uh, warning trigger warning before it. Chris Benoit. Uh, no, I'm not gonna go there. I was just messing. Sorry. Anyway, um, who would I? I would like you to book. Uh, so last week I did a proper build to um, Roman and Goldberg. The dark stuff was afterwards. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, I would I'd love to hear you build Braun versus Goldberg now, maybe. Yeah, I'll go with it. How do you build that in one night? Build it in one night? Ah, <clears throat> oh, geez. Well, probably the only thing that you could do to build it in one night would be to have filmed a storyline where Braun is the reason that Roman doesn't face Goldberg. You know what I mean? Um, which, I, as far as I know, they didn't, although we don't know what all they recorded. Uh, because yeah, yeah. as of Raw, they still made it sound like that was on. And of course, Roman and, and Goldberg are officially SmackDown. So they could change everything on Friday. <clears throat> but, um, but so the, the only way, as far as I'm concerned, to really build it would be to have, uh, vignette backstage where Roman is walking along backstage and, gets absolutely blindsided attacked and we go back to the monster among men Braun Strowman I mean we remember when he flipped a, a ambulance with I think it was Roman inside it wasn't it yeah yeah um you know uh showing off his feats of strength and that was when when Braun was about at the top of the game you know and so so that's what I think you do. You have Braun attack him. You can even play it off like he's, he feels like Roman has stolen his thunder over and over and over again. You know, it was supposed to be me against Braun, uh, Brock Lesnar years ago, and you took that away from me. And then, you know, I was going to challenge Goldberg, and then you came in and took that away from me. So now I'm taking it back and beats him up. You can even do a stretcher job if you want. I don't think you need to. Uh, I think you can just have them laid out and uh, and then say, now it's going to be me. So, I mean, that's the short and long answer there, really. Uh, I, you know, they're kind of backed into a corner where they have to build this. Um, or, or, or they're not going to build it, and they're just going to say, Roman can't compete, so Braun Strowman's going to do it. <clears throat> but I think... If they were smart, they would have filmed some sort of backstage segment where, where Braun, like that, attacks Roman, takes him out, uh, or or attacks Goldberg, or attacks Goldberg. And I mean, theoretically, they could do that. They could have, I don't know, just Goldberg doesn't have a match, and and Braun says, I don't have a match, and. Goldberg's like, listen, man, you're just a rookie. You haven't earned it. And then, I don't know, Braun hits him and, you're next. Yeah. Or maybe they just have Braun Strowman come out and talk about how um, 
you know, if you can't pay your bills, maybe you should find a different job and and how he's paid his dues and that's why he works for the big dogs and and all this stuff and then um you know Goldberg can take offense to it because Goldberg did work his way up in a way you know started off wrestling jobbers and and worked his way up to to that sort of a thing so you could have him be the uh stalwart of the old guard the pay your dues type and beat up on Braun for that but but in reality what I think they're going to do is not really anything they're just going to announce that Roman Reigns they're probably going to say was not cleared to compete <clears throat> you know or something like that and then yeah That's just, that'll be the end of it yep that'll be the end of it and then Golden League well I'm here so who am I supposed to face and then you hear Braun and he comes out and says you know, I want a shot at you, and then and then they have the match. So that's what I think they're going to do. Uh, I think they would be and better off. Yep. I think they'd be better off just not having a match, but it's just me. Yeah. Well, you know, they'd be better off not having a WrestleMania right now, but that is just us. So. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm not a, I, I, I really hope this weekend is incredibly entertaining. Um, I fear uh-huh. it be. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of my thoughts is, <clears throat> I think, frankly, I, I do lend a lot of credence to the report that had come out from, I think it was Meltzer. Um, that he said, you know, people backstage were saying that the plan for WWE was to relocate to the Performance Center and then, uh, Florida shuts them down and then they can go and, you know, make their insurance claim and then go to Madison Square Garden. And I feel like, uh, I think that was the plan. And then Florida didn't jump in and fully shut them down. Florida just gave them more restrictions. And, uh, then they were kind of stuck. So. They said, hey, Florida, um, can you, can you, can you please shut us down? Well, and now, so now they have this booking in New York for June that they don't know what to do with. Well, and I don't know if they ever, like, were 100% booked for it. I think. I think that was still their uh, contingency plan, but it was all based off the idea that this would fall through. Um, that being said, it's fairly well known that they've basically told Madison Square Garden that you're not allowed to to book any other wrestling team but us, you know? <clears throat> so, anyways... I mean, it, it's the sad thing is, is this should have been a fun challenge, but in reality, my um, the steam for Braun, my pessimism towards WWE and my current thought process on Braun uh, made it a little bit boring. Yeah, if I if I would have remembered your, that you're feeling that way about Braun right now, I probably wouldn't have asked it. I'd have probably the thing is, with... like you say, I still like Braun. As a as a wrestler, I think he is massively talented. Um, 
I just think he needs to step back and think that luck played a whole lot in his um, rise to the top that other well, people certainly not his grit I mean in terms of his size um, that that's a leg up yeah or a pound or 380 of them up mm-hmm. yeah and that's the deal is like he, he was blessed with a physique that most uh, wrestlers would have killed for um I mean, many wrestlers work very, very hard and don't get nearly as jacked as he does. No, not even close. But uh, but along the same lines, you know, um, I mean, from a skill standpoint, Will Ospreay is way more talented than Braun Strowman, right? Um, but Will Ospreay had to work his way up through the indies because he was not gifted with six foot seven, three hundred and eighty pounds of beefcake, you know. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, yes, beefcake. Beefcake. Sorry. Is that copyright infringement? Um, no. As long as it was a parody voice, it falls under fair use. Says the not lawyer among us. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I forget my kayfabe job. Yeah. It's okay. Sometimes you forget your real job. This is true. (laughs) On a totally legitimate level. (laughs) What am I doing? What am I doing? Okay. So... Oh, this, hey, this, speaking of that redneck voice you just did, did you did you start watching yet? My wife has been watching Tiger King. I've paid a little bit of attention to it here and there, um, but I I know I talked to you about it. Uh, Joe Exotic came into uh, my line of vision four years ago when his campaign ads for his presidential run went viral on Facebook and and YouTube. And uh, so I I knew he was a train wreck and a half from that. But uh, she's, I think, three episodes into it now, maybe four. Uh, it, is, it is a hillbilly redneck train wreck. I'll tell you that, what. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's meth and murder and mullets. Meth, murder, mullets. Apparently there's there's a there's a indecent proposals to work with the tigers from what I hear at some point. Uh she hasn't gotten to that yet as far as I know, but that wouldn't surprise me. Ladies and gentlemen. I mean, just the fact that multiple people in America apparently were able to just buy a bunch of exotic pets like that and make their own privately owned zoos um you know you really think there should be a licensing issue with owning 20 tigers in the United States but apparently you can just do it maybe locally you can't I think well and I think that's the loophole I think each state has to set their own regulations on it 
And um, if you're if you set up your zoo, I'm using air quotes on it, on private property that's under county jurisdiction, then you're not you you only have to worry about the county enforcement. And many counties aren't gonna worry if you know, hey, you want to run a zoo on your private property, whatever. Um, but hey. Not that I see a lot of likelihood to this possibility, but hey, man, you want to own a zoo? <laughs> uh, we start saving up money. My wife will run a tiger exhibit at a zoo in a heartbeat. Oh, is, she, is she professionally trained? No, but neither is Joe Exotic, so, you know. Oh. Or Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins. Yeah. Anywho, we're going to go ahead and move on and get this. Yeah, I thought this was a wrestling show, but that's okay. Um, And so we're going to move on to Nullify, Vilify, or Deify. Our shameless copy of Fire Push Barry. The rules are simple. You must nullify someone out of wrestling entirely. Vilify one person to the absolute bottom of the card. And deify one just like the Saudi prince does to whichever old man he remembers from 20 years ago this month. <laughs> old wrestler. Yes. I don't know. It could be just old man. It's off the street for wrestling promos. Yeah. So Maybe first round, that. your choices are going to be guys with noun whoa. last names. Whoa, 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 whoa. You went first last week. I go first every week. My show. Uh, what? <laughs> Just a producer. You can move stuff around. Uh, I've gone first every week. I intro Fine. it, and then I say the first round. Fine. I'm pulling rank on the DA. Well, you're you're just you're you're the you're the guy who can cut it and edit it however you want. So, but that makes more work, and it's just easier for me to go first with guys with nouns for last names. So your choices are Austin Theory, Matt Riddle, and Tyler Breeze. Ah. Wow. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Tyler Breeze is the one who's out. (laughs) Wow. Oh. That whole thing had absolutely nothing to do with the nouns for last names. Nothing whatsoever. They have nouns for last names. That's it. Yeah, that's not why you chose those three. Um, it's it's why I chose the third one of them. <laughs> I had the first two, and I was like, "What what ties them together?" Oh, they have nouns. Nouns for last names. Good lord. Anyway. So Tyler Breeze out though. That's that's surprising. It is because I disdained the other two. I don't disdain Austin Theory. I just don't think he's ready for any level of a push. Um. Oh my lord, uh, Austin Theory to the bottom of the card because he's already there. Ugh. I need to hear you say it. 
<laughs> bro, come on, bro. 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 This is just vicious. <laughs> this is more vicious than Sid's leg break, man. Than Sid vicious leg break. Sorry. <sighs> Matt Riddle to the top of the card. <laughs> yes. World title spot in NXT because that's where he's at right now. <laughs> Uh, 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 worth it. Worth every second. Uh, okay. Now you can go and, you know, I'm sure I'm going to pay for it, but, you know, it was worth it. Yeah, I'm going to choose ones you love, but, and then you guys get rid of one. Bring so, it. So, I'm going to go Stings. Okay. Three different stings. I want you to look up on your wall. I want you to look at that six pack of stings right there. I want you to look at surfer sting. I want you to think to yourself, you, you, I have to choose something to do with. I want you to look at crow sting. And I want you to think to yourself, you, you, I have to do something with. And then finally, I want you to look at Wolfpack Sting, and I want you to say, you, you, I have to do something with. You know, you think, you think it's going to be really hard for me, um, but I, I don't, I don't think you're just going to get rid of Wolfpack Sting, and yeah. you're going to make Surfer Sting long-term, and you're going to make Crow Sting at the bottom of the card because he didn't wrestle anyways. You know me so well. I don't even think I need to say anything. <laughs> yep. Wolfpack Sting out. Crow Sting nullif- or vilified and Surfer Sting to the top of the card where he should have been the entire time. And and this is not saying I didn't love Crow Sting. Crow Sting was awesome. But Surfer Sting turned charisma up to 11 every time the camera was on him. It was yeah. phenomenal. I'm going to actually sit down and I'm going to like write out just the most vicious thing I can do. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make some... you, I'm going to make you like, uh, just the worst. I'm going to, it's going to be like natty and <laughs> just the six faces of natty. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to pay for it eventually, but I had, I just had to put you in a position where you had to put Matt Riddle to the top of the card. Uh-oh. I mean, this, now you, you seriously can't sit back and think to yourself, no matter how much somebody dislikes a wrestler, it's like saying, it's like if I threw it at you and I was like, hey, listen, you got Hulk Hogan, whom you don't like, and then you've got uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, but as Bubba, no, you've got Spike Dudley, and but you're you're crazy enough to put Spike at the top of the card. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Well, it all depends on what era of Hulk Hogan. So, so if I said Hulk Hogan, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, 
and then I gave you, you know, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll say uh, Bob Backlund, um, eight-second loss to, to Kevin Nash, Bob Backlund. You would be like, ugh. And at the Bob end of the Backlund day... to the top of the card. Well, okay, but that's fair. But, you know... What do you do with the rest? Eight Hulk second loss. The of Kevin yep. You would do Hulk eight Hogan second loss. Kevin Nash and Brutus Bob Barber take out because, let's be honest, Brutus should have been out a long time ago. You would choose Bob Backlund over Hulk Hogan, knowing the entire career of Hulk Hogan, knowing the entire career of Hulk Hogan, and knowing the entire career of Bob Backlund. Yep. Okay, Booty Man and Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Hulk Hogan. Now, see, that's the only the only time that you would get me to say Hulk Hogan number one. No, not the only. Here's the deal: is I, I've said this before. Hulk Hogan. If you go back and look at old tapes, like uh, Japan Wrestling Hulk Hogan, AWA Hulk Hogan, the dude actually could wrestle early on. Um, it wasn't until later that he figured out that the three moves of Doom. Uh, were all he really needed. And then as he got older, and he realized the three moves of Doom were the only moves he could really do anymore. But but he he could move uh, remarkably well for a guy his size in the early days, and he had a ton of charisma. He could lift up anybody, you know? So I can totally see the draw of Hulk Hogan early days. Uh, it's just old man racist dating someone who looks just like his daughter, Hulk Hogan, that can't get behind anymore. Nope. <laughs> someday, someday, somehow, somebody's going to make you turn around and say goodbye. Somebody's going to make you want to turn around. We're going to get a copyright strike for that. No, thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you didn't sound like them. I don't think the bots are going to catch us. Oh, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Um, <laughs> on that note, I think we've gone off the rails. I think we've gone off the rails, past the uh, the stockyards or whatever you want to call it, the rail yards, and um, into a ditch. So we will go ahead and uh, start to close the book on this visit from the FBI. Um, I said before, but I'll repeat it again. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Go on to uh, Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. That's the best way for us to get in front of more people. Um, go on any of the podcast platforms and rate us with whatever system they uh, have because that helps them recommend us to more people. Um, and then, of course, follow me on Twitter. I am Raw and Order WBU. And DA Fabe is. Really pissed off that I didn't think of what I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> oh, at DA Vincent K Fabe. Oh, next week. You, I pray Justin doesn't come on here to have to listen, answer this one. <laughs> uh, well, here's the big thing. You're going to have to remember it next week. And they say memory is the second thing to go. And if you can remember the first one, I'd be surprised. Um, you can also find us at our Wix site. It is in the pinned tweet or in the show notes doobly-doos for this episode here. Um, and there you can Doobly listen to the show online. Doobly-doos is one of my favorite words. 
It can't be a thing. It's two weeks in a row. Nope. That's it's really not good. Nope. I I will say it forever. Doobly doos. It is Doobly-doo. in the doobly doos. Uh-huh. Is that there? Doo? Actually, I owe it to Hank Green. No, John Green, his brother. Uh, he used to host a YouTube show called the uh, Mental Floss List Show, and he would say, uh, "You can find all of the show notes in the doobly doos." So that's where I, I was got just it. trying to sure that we kept FBI longer than NXT will be tomorrow night. <laughs> but on the website, you can find all the different sites that uh, the website or the podcast has posted. So if you're looking for a new podcast platform to listen to us, you can do that. You can even listen to it right on the Wix site. So if you're working from home and you don't want to waste battery power on your phone to listen to us, you can just go to the Wix site, bring it up, and listen to the episodes right there. And you can even get the Wix app on your phone, which gives you a link directly to the blog where we will be posting stuff uh, on soon. Do you just um, trust me? Yeah, we're. I'm gonna do do predictions for WrestleMania. I think if I can get around to it. Um, I know Justin is planning on putting some stuff about his reviews of uh, Dark Side of the Ring on there. He's also planning on releasing them as audio files here soon. So, um, and on the Wix app, you can actually uh, contact me directly through there. So you can get me through Twitter or through Facebook or through the Wix app. All sorts of ways to get in touch with me. That's but great producers, I just have to show up three times a week and do, yeah. do a show four times a week this week. Yep, yep, yep. But so on that note, we'll close the book. Uh, make sure to tune in um, tomorrow for the AEW review. I will be bringing the NXT review with DA Fabe. Uh, and then on uh, after Friday Night SmackDown, we will have the SmackDown review, which I believe you're doing this again, right? Yep. So, yep. so we've got that. And then, of course... Um, instead of a WBU after WrestleMania, we will be doing a review of WrestleMania and talking about what went down in front of nobody. So, and everybody still. Yes, everybody. Did you see they announced that uh, Fox Sports uh, is going to offer it as as a pay per view, sixty bucks for the two nights? I am like, what sort of idiot pays sixty bucks to to do? Uh, the pay-per-view over two nights when for $10 you get the pay-per-view on the network. Used to be us, bud. $10? I didn't pay $60. And when I did, it was before the network, so I didn't have a choice. Well, yeah, I don't know that I did it after the network. So, so but, uh, I, I made a tweet you... about it, but anyone who's listening to this <coughs> are an idiot if you're going to pay $60 for the Fox Sports streaming of it instead of $10 for the network. Now, sometime down the road... Especially when there's not a contract with the network. Yeah, that's the deal. Sign up for it, watch it, cancel. You're fine. In fact, since you get your first month free, if you haven't already done it before, sign up for it, watch it, cancel, you've paid $0. Um, But the network is still a better deal because not only do you get the pay-per-view, but you get access to the entire back catalog of... WWE shows, WCW shows, uh, um, some of their some of their WWE uh, exclusives from the network. 
AWA shows are on it, Jim Crockett shows are on it. Yeah, the exclusives like Edge and Christian or uh, Ride Along or Jennifer Rogan Fantastic. And so those are like those are made perfect for for our audience, the people who really grew up on on the grid of the nineties, um, and our old guys that listen to talk radio now. You shut your mouth. I don't listen to talk radio. You don't lie. Well, okay. I only listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and uh, This American Life. And then it's hard rock. Yeah, and Rush Limbaugh. Because you seem like a total Rush Limbaugh fan. (laughs) You do not know me at all. (laughs) I... Distinctly fall on the Glenn Beck side. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, that just that just that just made my mouth taste bad. Say. <laughs> Anyways, so on that note, um, go out and sign up for the network. Watch WWE there. Um, there are rumors that WWE is going to start putting the uh, pay per views not on the network. And if that happens, then you have no choice but to pay for. Uh, Fox Sports or something like that to do it. But as long as the network is available and you get those pay-per-views on that, you would be a moron to pay 60 bucks for a pay-per-view WWE. My thoughts are, even if they... I don't think they can do that. Not that you can't do that. That's not fair. I don't think people will be on the network if they do that. Like, they're going to have to do like a... uh, a 24-hour delay or something. That's the only way they can pull that off. I don't know. Like I said, there are rumors about it. I think it's a horrible business move. I don't care how much Fox is giving them. It kills the network. Um, but yeah. maybe they've decided that they spend too much money on the network and they want to roll back on it. Um, I mean, the simple fact is I like having the network uh, the other day. I even uh, told you about it. Someone on Twitter, I wish I could remember who, who recommended it, um, Wrestling Mark or someone like that, recommended the uh, 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 Sting versus Booker T match from Spring Stampede of 2000. Said it was a oh, yeah. uh, duty to behold. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch that. Because I have the network, I can just go boom, 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 and watch it. And sure enough, it was amazing. Uh, and so the network is worth it, if only for that. The ability to watch that entire back catalog at any given time. Um, That's but, true. But the biggest thing, you know, the biggest selling point is the pay-per-views. And as long as they're still on the network live, you would be an absolute moron to pay 30 bucks. Or sixty. I think I think they'd have to do a tier or something there, you know, or, or a discount for the original for the network uh, for the pay per views on the network. You know, like disc. You can you can still do it on Fox, and you can go watch it on Fox. And Fox charges sixty bucks for a normal person, but if you have the network, it's only twenty bucks. You'd still be a moron if it's a so not available network. on the network. No, and what I'm it's, saying, it's, yeah. Well, well, and then you're only paying thirty bucks for 
for every pay-per-view. Yeah. But, I mean, in the end, as of right now, and, and don't get me wrong, I know that WrestleMania and a lot of the other ones were still available in traditional pay-per-view for the people who don't have the network. Um, or don't have an easy way to stream something from the network on their TV. But yeah. to those people, I want to say, it is 20 freaking 20. Get a Chromecast, get over it. Right? Uh, get a smartphone. Yeah, smart. Well, that's the deal is you probably already do. These people probably already have iPhones. You get a Chromecast, they're like 30 bucks, right? The cost of one pay-per-view. You plug it into your HDMI port. You do a little bit of setup, and then, boom, any content you want from your phone is now on your big screen. You have no no excuse. If if I could get Darren set up at our last job, at our old jobs, uh, on, on a Chromecast setup, right, anyone can freaking do it. That's all I'm saying. We don't and use that kind of language where I'm from. And it's 20 freaking 20 right now. You got no excuse not to be able to stream the network on your TV. Um, so, so there I go off on my rant, and on that we will, we will close the books on the FBI, and we will be back with our reviews of AEW and NXT in the future. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Fucking Matt Riddle. <laughs>